Welcome to Leonard Lopate at Large. I'm Leonard Lopate. It was reported recently that the San Francisco School Board has decided to eliminate the word chief from job titles like chief technology officer because it can be seen as culturally insensitive. Two years ago, the Washington football team changed its name from the Redskins to the Commanders. Last year, the Cleveland Indians became the Guardians. I thought that this might make for an interesting area of discussion with our favorite word mavens, Kathy and Ross Petrus. Their most recent book is Awkward, spelled A-W-K-W-O-R-D, Awkward Moments, A Lively Guide to the 100 Terms Smart People Should Know. And like their other books on language, that doesn't mean what you think it means and you're saying it wrong. It's published by 10 Speed Press. They also have a podcast called You're Saying It Wrong. If you have a question on word usage, grammar, or pronunciation for Kathy and Ross, we invite you to call us at 212-209-2877. Kathy and Ross, welcome back to our show. Well, it's great to be here as usual. <laughs> I'm just going to ask you guys both a question. Can you hear me? We've had problems on from my side for every episode, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have but to tell you, Ross, the, the sound quality ain't perfect, but it's okay. Far from it. <laughs> it's, but you're there. You're there. So, Ross, what do you think of the word chief? Is it a word that is only used or should only be used by Native Americans? That's an interesting question. I don't think so, personally. I'm going to get in trouble for that. But the, what's the etymology of the word chief? Where does it come from? Well, isn't it, it also Irish or Gaelic? Isn't it Irish or Gaelic? Uh, yeah, yeah, so I don't see why we can't use it for... Um, actually, I thought it came from... Uh, it Latin. comes from the Latin. So it, comes from, it comes from kaput. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I was, I was being a little humorous. Obviously, chef, comes, <laughs> chef is also related chief as well. Yeah, chef de cuisine means chief right. of the kitchen in right. French. Correct. Right. In effect, head of the kitchen, or head of the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't really see any problem with the word being used um, in that sense. I mean, for example, we have also their Native American term chief as well. Saka, whatever. Sagamore, I think. I think there are other words as well. So I th- I'm very liberal when it comes to words. Words can do whatever they want to do. Well, well, we're having a real problem, Kathy. I can see why the word "redskin" might be considered a slur, but see, that's uh, yeah, I agree with you, Leonard. I think there are words that are clearly problematic, and others that I think we're attributing a negativity that isn't really there because because of ignorance. I think we assume "chief" only came from the Native American, oh. the old-fashioned Indian chief, which is incorrect. And people think, say things like, "How you doing, chief?" Well, I yeah, think, but I then do that, think. But if you did say that to a, to a, let's say a member of the of, of uh, Apache tribe, mm. I think that would be that's racist. I think that's wrong to say. Okay. To say it casually like that. I mean, do you, you, you guys agree with that at all or not? I do. Yeah, I I, I, I could see where saying it there might yeah. be seen as a bit racist. But what about those job titles like chief operating officer, chief financial officer, chief of police? Oh, Should yeah. every business change those titles to something no. else? I think it's ridiculous. I, I actually, I think it's overkill. You know, I really or, do. Or we could go back to the Latin called Caputa Police, I guess. I don't know. Or Capo. Capo yeah. is much better. <laughs> Capo's got, like, good possibilities there. You know, yeah. it sounds a little more intriguing. Capo of finance. Yes. You know? <laughs> well, we could, being more serious, we could say head financial officer, although, um, I don't know, maybe 
drug users might find that insulting. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't win. You can't win, Leonard. <laughs> what about the word Indian? Should it only refer to people from the country of India? That's a toughie because I've talked with people who are, at least a category of indigenous, and say they like the word Indian. So, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's a toughie in that sense. doesn't have a pejorative aspect to it. Possibly it's been used that way. Yeah. Um, well, know, it, 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 the West Indies uh, refers to islands in the Caribbean, uh, but n- nowadays most people uh, are told to use Native American or indigenous people. And I've always wondered whether Native American is preferred by members of, of tribes like the Navajos, the Seminoles, and the Cherokees. It's, I don't know. I, it depends, I think, on, on the individual as well. Up to, in Canada, we tend to use the term First Nations, which I think has a nice ring to it. They were the original mm-hmm. humans in North Africa, North America. The First Nations. The First Nations. I, I think that's, that's a a good word to use. Indian, I think, depends. I think the problem with all words, all language referring to individuals, is that there's a long history of imperialism, counter-imperialism, hatred, whatever. And I I think this is all beginning to settle down. The dust is settling. And I think in a couple of years, we'll probably know the answer to your question. Right now, I know. Well, the Washington and Cleveland baseball teams have changed their names, but the Atlanta Braves have not, and their fans still do the tomahawk chop and sing yeah, what sounds like a war it. chant. Uh, maybe yeah. that's why the Met, it's good that the Mets have been beating them so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to see the Braves lose. Come on, you know, but whoever's winning. <laughs> I'm just curious, what do you guys think of Aboriginal? Because I would have thought that that would have caught on, but is that considered negative at this point or is is it is it okay in quotes i don't know it sounds like a, a term of superiority doesn't it you think well i don't know well maybe some of our listeners have thoughts about that as well and a reminder to our listeners that you can join this discussion by calling us at 212-209-2877 that's 212-209-2877 77. There are words associated with Native Americans like squaw, powwow, and tribe. <laughs> How many of them are we going to retire from general usage? A lot have already been pretty retired. I don't think, do you hear, do you really hear a normal conversation squaw anymore or a print? I don't think so. And well, you, you don't can't hear Indian about a powwow. Giver. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now that gets curious. I was going to say, and what there was something I just saw recently. Um, that that is uh, frowned upon. Um, gosh, now my, it escapes me. But it was it was sort of like bogus Indian chalk from when you were a kid. But I don't oh, remember what boy. it was. Yeah. But you, you mentioned Indian giver, which of course is an insult. Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, sort of like gyp. I was gyp. Same thing. Oh, I was gyp. Yeah, from gypsy, which you don't say. Mm-hmm. It's like the set. But language has become so loaded that I think. I agree with some of it, but I think certain things are overkill, like the chief. But I also think you see, quote, corrections that are correcting something that wasn't a problem in the first place, but it's been invested now with a negativity that really wasn't there. I mean, I always think of the word niggardly, which is a scary word to say nowadays because the implication is that you're using the N-word and you're not. It's a different word. So I understand why you wouldn't use it. 
But I also think it's important to recognize that it wasn't Mm -hmm. what people think it is. Do you know what I mean? Well, I understand because English is just filled with words that are like puns. And so Mm. you you can get into dangerous territory totally innocently at times. Oh, yeah, big time. (laughs) And I have. (laughs) But, you know, but also that we're talking about words and content. It's interesting, too, because Leonard asked about Aboriginal. And Aboriginal, I was just looking it up, because in Canada I've heard Aboriginal used, and not in a pejorative sense, against Indigenous peoples, First Nation peoples in Canada. Yet in Australia, with the Aborigines, mm-hmm. it's seen as an insult. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the real problem here is we're also getting into a minefield in terms of where you're saying the word. Context. Oh, okay. oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize, Ross, that Aboriginal is not what's used in um, Australia. Aborigine is seen as offensive. But Aboriginal is not, I thought. Let's check that. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm very curious now, because I thought that you called the indigenous peoples of Australia, I thought you called Aboriginals. Aboriginal, Kathy, you are correct, and I stand completely correct. Ha ha! Yes. Aboriginal is okay in Australia. Aboriginal Australians are the very indigenous peoples. You cannot call them Aborigines. Ah, right. Okay, I got that confused. That's interesting. But here we go again. We're talking about AL ending versus P ending. Now, you... you no, were, like, now, Ross, you were complimenting the Canadians in all of this, but uh, we should remember that the Pope recently apologized to Native Americans for the way they were treated by, oh by Canadian God. governments for many, it, many years. It was horrendous. <laughs> the treatment, I have to say, that was really interesting to many of us here, even though many of us knew about it already. But I, I think it went beyond anything that we could imagine. I mean, dead little kids year after year. Again, a reminder to our audience, if you have any questions, uh, it doesn't have to be about what we're discussing right now, but the questions about the language uh, for Kathy and Ross, uh, word usage, grammar, whatever, give us a call at 212-209-2877. Later, I want to get to one of the the, uh, ones that uh, really bothers me a lot, uh, we've talked about in the past the, the, the uh, growing popularity the, in the media, the use of the word multiple. I'm never sure <laughs> whether it means <laughs> three or four, nine or t- you know. Uh, there were um, multiple people were, were injured in a car crash and multiple witnesses. <laughs> I have to interject. It reminded me of, uh, I used to love Beverly Cleary as a little girl, the writer. And I remember one of her books, the, 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 I think it was Ellen Tibbetts or Tebbets. And she said she would say several for three. I think it was several was three or more. A couple was two to three. And she had this whole thing oh about the different words. And I loved that. <laughs> so I think multiple is eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take some calls, okay? Uh, welcome to WBAI. You're speaking to Kathy and Ross Petrus. You're on the air. Uh, greetings to the beloved community, such as we are these days. <laughs> um, uh, Kathy and Ross, um, I, this I've asked before, and I never quite get uh, an adequate answer, to put it mildly. But an inspiration of um, a seminal work, Isabel Wilkinson's 
cast symptoms of our discontent. I guess a whole um, area of knowledge could be opened up in terms of, and you were just discussing, of course, aboriginals versus aborigines, uh, which it might not even be much of a, a, a difference in some respects. But some thoughts, and I know you probably need to put your thinking caps on mm-hmm. it and think about this, but the connection to caste, class, the uh, created concept of race in terms of uh, at least some way to move forward in analyzing the language of it all. That, thank you, Bennett, for taking calls. Okay. Well, thank you for calling. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Kathy and Ross? I have to put my thinking cap on. <laughs> I think it's a valid, I think it's very important. Though. I think we've talked about this. I mean, in language, it's Ross always says there's different, reg- I mean, it's, it's a linguistic term, different registers. So you speak a certain way depending upon the context. And I think you add to that, as we've talked about, there are different kinds of English. There's not just like standard English, like kind of like the BBC version in, in America, if you will. Um, but you do have different, you know, subsets of English, and they're all correct, actually. The problem is, is they're not all technically correct according to the grammar books, which is a very different animal, actually. Well, how do you get around using actually. the word caste if you're talking about uh, people in India? Well, I think you have to call that there's a caste system. Yeah. I think the question, though, is referring to caste in America as well. We have different... We have different, in effect, we have different classes and castes in the states right now as well, I think. But I think maybe that's what she was referring to, the rich, the very rich, the multi-billionaires or whatever. And do we speak differently? Do we speak I think we do. Yeah. I think, I think we definitely do, yeah. And I think we tend to talk down. I mean, I hear that from the supermarket. There's a tendency here at a fancy supermarket. There's a tendency for the well-to-do to talk down to uh, people who are working. I think there is... There are class systems in how we speak as well. Well, can we call the rich the all-star cast? <laughs> <laughs> Must we? <laughs> can we just call them the large foot trampling on the rest of us? No, sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> we are talking with uh, Kathy and Ross Petrus um, about language on today's show. They're regulars on our show, and we're taking your calls at 212-209-2877. This is WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming live at WBAI.org. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. And I appreciate uh, y'all providing the clarity on the uh, uh, Aborigine uh, uh, um, term. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, um, I was listening to one of the shows. I'm not sure if it was John Kane or not. But in terms of um, the, the word aboriginal, we look at like the word abnormal. That means that there's something not normal about it. So to use mm-hmm. the term aborigine, it sounds as though, I mean, no, no, I'm sorry, aboriginal, uh, like, you know, the aboriginal people from over here, like talking about, you know, native people here, it's almost as though you're saying that they're not really the original people here in terms of how the, 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 uh, the word itself sits in that particular sense. Well, what about the, the, the opening of a word, A-B? Does, does that suggest something negative, generally? That's, that's a really astute observation. Because he's right. Abnormal means away. Ab comes from the Latin means away. So it sounds, in a, in a funny way, in this case, it's not the case. But it sounds as if it is an original. Mm-hmm. 
it's not original, but actually aboriginal abor- and aborigine come from, um, from the Latin. And in this case, it would be away from uh, the beginning. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, they've so been around ever since the beginning. So, so stemming using, from the beginning. Yeah, so we're using ab in this sense, even though it sounds kind of negative, it's, it's actually kind of positive. They've been here since the beginning. Why not just call them the originals? Well, talk to the Latins on that. <laughs> yeah, really. It's not our fault. It's <laughs> a really, but that's a real, I agree though. This is what fascinates me is how language can make, how it sounds isn't necessarily what it means. You know what I mean? And in this case, yeah, it does sound like abnormal. You're absolutely, hmm. absolutely right. Because yeah. abnormal, abnormal means away from normal. Yeah. But in this case, we're talking about away from the origin as they descended from it. That's what it means. Very interesting. Very good question. We have a number of uh, instances like that in English. I was thinking of all the words that start with M-I-S, which are, have negative meanings. And then there are a few that don't. And and I, I wonder how no why nobody objected. But okay, but that's a whole other matter. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's take another. But now call. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking of Mississippi away from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, I can see Mississippi is having a negative connotation, <laughs> especially lately. <laughs> uh, let's take another call. Bai, you're on the air. Hello. It's you. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Okay, good. Yeah, one one comment and one question. The comment is. My, law, my Lakota lawyer friend, Chase Iron Eyes, in Pine, Pine Ridge, South Dakota, says that Indians are not an objectionable term. Mm. I've heard that's that, too. That's law. interesting. I'll bet it is. I've heard that. Okay. Now, my, but my real question is, how do you pronounce short-lived or short-lived or long-lived or long-lived? Oh. Mm. Oh, God, we wrote about this once, and now I don't remember. No. <laughs> well, it's a short eye of the long eye, isn't it? Yeah, but I think, exactly. isn't it short-lived? Live and live are spelled the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying well, to, I, oh, God, this is going to okay, kill me that I didn't know it off the top of my head. Short-lived. Let's just, let's, let's go backwards in time, which I love to <laughs> Short-lived okay. was originally short-lived. Okay. L-I-F-E-D. Uh-huh. So you wouldn't have said short, you could have said short-lived, but you wouldn't have said mm-hmm. short-lived. So it was a, it, short life became short-lived. Okay? Short-lived. Mm-hmm. Short-lived with E-D, right? Right. Okay, now, Ross, now I'm looking it up right now. I'm cheating because I'm sitting in front of my laptop, and I am seeing that short-lived is actually, was more consistent, but everybody says short-lived now. Right. I, I, you, I went back into time. Yeah, oh, well, I went to the present, Mark, because yeah. I live in the present. <laughs> no, I said that defensively, but Kathy is correct. But the original phrase does go back, going backwards, short live would have been more correct. Now everyone says short, short live tends to be, I think we had, I think we did a study, I, thought, I just found it. We did a thing, American Heritage Dictionary, 43% of their usage panel preferred the short, the short eye, short live. Hmm. 39% Preferred the long eye, short live. And 18%, which I guess pulls all of us in together, said either way is fine. But isn't this another example of how English keeps on changing? Oh, in mm. the past, we've even talked about how 
uh, fewer has kind of disappeared, and it's now yeah. just less. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, at, at a certain point, I have a feeling that less will become the accepted. As it is, I hear it on all the news shows. And Oh, uh, yeah, now. Yeah. I, I think it's more common at this point. Absolutely. I still don't like it, though. I can't help mm. it. That one bothers me. I know. I an alarm goes off in my head. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. I get angry. Yeah, I get upset about it. But, you know, you have to. I mean, I can't do anything about it. Okay, should we take another call? Sure. Absolutely. BAI, you're on the air. Is this a call? It's you. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, I am curious uh, as, as to how many words uh, have exactly the opposite meaning in the vernacular, in, in, in the common usage among, amongst, uh, pardon the expression, common folk. Uh, I think of uh, my own mother who was a uh, suffragette and uh, w- would be called a woman's liver if, if she had lived. <laughs> However, um, she belonged to a girls' club. <laughs> And it was a very proud uh, denomination that she accepted, and they all accepted. But now I can't speak that way to my nieces or or uh, even my nephews. Uh, you can't say uh, it's a woman's club. It's not a girl's club. It was too, mm-hmm. too derogatory. I think also of something that we probably shouldn't go into on the air, but the N-word was um, mm-hmm. once among, uh, and I'm not of African-American descent, but once uh, the N-word uh, was incredibly complimentary. Uh, you're a good in, or you're mm. uh, you, you you dirty in. Um, uh, either either uh, adjective could be used uh, in, in in conjunction with the N word. So well, I'm, I'm curious how many words have these uh, exactly opposite connotations, and what what does that mean culturally and sociologically as as uh, as we attempt to grow old in this. Uh, uh, troubled world, and and also the word that the that that word comes from, Negro, uh, has become less acceptable. Yes, uh, and I have no idea why. Many years ago, I did a I filled in for somebody uh, on a music show. I DJed once on a music show here on WBAI called Negro Music. You wow. would never call a show Negro Music no. today. Well, I remember Ralph Bunch, I think it was. Wasn't it Ralph Bunch who said that was his preferred term? And he was upset when it started getting phased out because he said he said he thought it was it was a very positive. I mean, we go back to the words are so powerful and we invest them with so much meaning now, I think, you know, so it's 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 walking on eggshells constantly. It's funny because Kathy and I, when we lived in New York, uh, we had a number of friends who were black. And uh, it's Strand. And they would use the N-word amongst themselves. And it's interesting contextually. They would use it in a positive sense amongst themselves. We would, of course, never use it. Do you remember that, Kat? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Especially with Bob. It's interesting with context in that sense as well. well. This goes back to what we're talking about with registers, though. And as you just said, with context, it's like a community. It's one thing for me. You just said the caller just was talking about girls. I still refer to girlfriends. I talk about talking with the girls. I do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm 63 and I, I'm no girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I, but I do refer to myself and others, my peers, well, as that. Well, but it's, if somebody else called me a girl, I would have a little well, bit of an issue. But doesn't it, doesn't it, doesn't it uh, matter who is saying the word, for example? Exactly. For example, in, in terms that involve the LGBTQ community, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Aren't words like queer and dyke acceptable when they're used by people to refer to themselves, but not by people outside of the community? Mm-hmm. Although that's, I think with queer, it depends. Um, yeah, I don't, I, that, it just gets so complicated. If, if, particularly if you're well-being, it's really hard because of the tactical and grammatical mind that's all around nowadays. I think we mm-hmm. all need to basically, I think it's going to all eventually settle down. We're going to get some sort of weird consensus that relatively but you're right i think right now it's, it's i just think we all have to relax a little bit and try to yeah, just try to like deal with one another you know really because it's getting to the point where it's it's frightening to open your mouth you know <laughs> and i'm a talker so this yeah. is a problem well i you know <laughs> i i'm a i'm a radio host and i yeah. have to be very careful about some of the words that i use but yeah. let's, let's take another call bai you're on the air Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the program, Leonard. Uh, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I uh, you know, want to comment on overuse of words like amazing. You know, I guess awesome was once in vogue. Uh, <laughs> oh, that one drives me to, crazy. <laughs> seems to be the, uh, and uh, you know, the you, you look at the really popular people like Joe Rogan, very limited mm-hmm. vocabulary. A lot of uh, profanity. Well, don't you think he's popular because he has a limited vocabulary, <laughs> similar to his audience? Yeah. He, he uses the violent and profane uh, words to to get his his points across, and mm-hmm. um, you know he makes up words, you know, and uh, very very limited a uh, uh, grasp of the English language. I don't know who we have right now who who really do do, do have. Uh, extensive, who, who use you know thousands of uh, thousands and thousands of, of high quality uh, English words and phrases. I mean, we have oh, hundreds of thousands of words and phrases in in the English vocabulary. Why aren't we using them? Um, it's interesting. Two things interesting me with your statement. I, this is off the top of my head, so I can't exactly quote the statistics, but. There was some study one time done with Harlequin books, you know, those cheapo uh, romance novels of the 1960s and 50s. And the, vo- the level of vocabulary in one of those books exceeded that of a regular bestseller, uh, a mainstream book nowadays. I think our vocabulary, to some degree, as in a broad sense, is diminishing. And I don't like that. I think people don't read enough when they're young. I think that, uh, they don't keep on reading as they I think that mm. Well, I think that also newspapers and uh, other publications have been dumbing down. And oh, the, yeah. Even even the, the most prestigious ones like the New York Times. Um, going to try to sneak another call in here before we go to a break. Okay, BAI, you're on the air. Hi, it's Rose. Hi, Rose. Listen, I uh, I want to throw an idea out. You know, we're we're always trying to go to the history of things. We're talking about caste reform and the ultra rich and this and that. Why don't we call them? Start you know going from like Italian and greedioli and greediolo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, like that. I think that's fabulous. It has it has real panache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, not only has panache, it has. Uh, an opinion, you know, we yeah. use these words. We kind of come up with new stuff. 
I think then, you're right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, baby. Yeah, I think it's fabulous. Yeah, I'm not 75-year-old baby. What I want to know is... Ah, there's a register of usage there, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking about the about the uh, the books before, the bodice rippers. And, yes. And, and broads, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a baseball hero being named Babe anymore? Oh, you're right. <laughs> and then again, the candy problem, bar after him. Don't forget the candy bar. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. <laughs> right. That's in there. Well, we, Ruth is still okay. Candy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is uh, there are just so many opportunities to make up new words that really fit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I might, one of my favorite things is somebody who talked about President DT. Now, you know what DTs were. <laughs> yes, we do. This is I intriguing. Mean, we, we, we don't need to call him uh, Mr. President. We just call him DT. <laughs> I mean, it's very evocative. Smart, yeah, what I was going to say, you know, he's not smart enough to hide at least one of the things that he put in the, in down at the club in one of the other 17 buildings he owns. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty simple, though. <laughs> All right, guys, you should keep up the good work. You should do stand-up, I swear to God. <laughs> you know, my life is a real real joke anyway. I, I, I was glad to go blind, and um, it's uh, not easy for the disabled in New Jersey, let's just put it that way. Yeah. Keep your mind going somehow. Thank God we got BAI. Yeah. I sent my money already. I'm going to do it again soon. <laughs> Bye. And uh, a reminder that uh, if you want to join the conversation, our number is 212-209-2877. This is WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming live at WBAI.org. You say either, I say either, you say neither, and I say neither, either, either, and either, neither. Now let's call the whole thing off. Yes, you like potato, and I like potato. You like tomato, I like tomato, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. But oh, Actually, potatoes has never really become uh, popular in English. Uh, there was, I think, a Latin drummer named Patata. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, our number here is 212-209-2877 to talk to uh, our, our guests, the uh, authors of any number of books, Kathy and Russ Petrus, uh, most recent Awkward Moments, A Lively Guide to 100 Terms Smart People Should Know. Also, that doesn't mean what you think it means, and you're say, saying it wrong. They have a podcast called You're Saying It Wrong. And before we get to more calls, and uh, I'd love to hear from more of our listeners, um, I want to go back to baseball for a moment. The uh, The sport recently changed the disabled list to the injured list to refer to players who've been taken off the roster temporarily because they're hurt or ill. Was that because of objections from the disabled community? I don't know, but I, I would be willing to get, if it wasn't, I, I wouldn't be, I would, blah, blah, blah. I can talk really again. I would, I would be, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, a, a sensitivity thing. Because now, but we go back to Ross and I were working. We have another completely different book that's not about words coming. That's coming out next week, I think, or a week after this, Ooh, called uh, "The History of the World Through Body Parts." We'll talk to you, Leonard, about this when we're oh, not on the air. We have to get a copy of it to me as soon as possible. Oh, we absolutely. Well, you know it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> 
but in it, Ross did a section because it's about body parts and 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 roles they played in history and in in interesting ways. But one of the things Ross had done was a section on Alexander Graham Bell, and in doing so, we found like there are so many. We go back to words, the deaf community, hard of hearing, uh, hearing disabled. There there hearing are so many impaired. different words. Hearing impaired. And and we discovered that like in the case of something like disabled, there's some people that find it annoying to not call it that. And these are people who are in this community. There are others who find it objectionable and it gets, again, it's a minefield. Yeah. They call themselves the deaf community. They do. Mm -hmm. But they're also, there's also gradation of hearing impaired is different from deaf. You have to be careful when you talk to someone who's hearing impaired not to deaf and vice versa that impaired is sometimes seen as problematic as well. I want to throw one thing out. You guys are right on disabled. Um, disabled was put to the injured list in the 2019 season and it was a request to do so by disability rights movement because they thought it was majority. And the other other professional sports used the injured reserve list. Well, mm. well so didn't disabled replace handicapped as the preferred term for people with disabilities? So uh, what about the, the term handicap when it's used I, it's in like, golf? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I just get so confused. I mean, I'm looking right now. I just got curious. And it's a uh, respectful disability language. And it's like a listing of, of this is this is the disability. This is the bad language. This is respectful. But then a lot of times, then you've got people, I look at another list, and what I just saw on this one list as respectful is being said, it's not. So I, I, again, I think, I always think the best thing to do when you're dealing with anybody is ask them if, you know, if this bothers, if it bothers you, I won't use it. If it doesn't bother you, I might, I don't, yeah, I think we in, all have to just, what, go Ross. But in general, though, now handicapped is seen, I was reading what you had said, but in general now, handicapped is seen somewhat being replaced yes but see some people say disabled people is bad and it should be people with disabilities because you want to have the yeah yeah. (laughs) what about cripple or lame are those terms that should only be used pretty bad pretty bad leonard (laughs) we use them with injured animals and what about blind should we use visually impaired all the time and if we do that, should we? Do we have to stop saying blind alley, blindsided, or or a double blind study? Ah. <laughs> I, it's amazing how many words are used with blind. I don't think blind is bad, and I I, I don't. Especially I don't, if, they're, I, they're, I, if they're Venetian. <laughs> We're Roman. Yeah. <laughs> okay, best pun of the, the hour. <laughs> I quit. Go back to this though. They're, they're, what they're saying here with blind, you're supposed to say a person who is blind or a person with a visual impairment. Well, no. it's like. It's like slave versus enslaved person. It's like yeah. you're not supposed to describe the person by the 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 state. But here we go. I just looked on another website on proper disability phrasing. Here it states that many people prefer blind or blind person. However, others prefer a person with blindness. So we mm. go right back to the whole thing again. It's really a minefield. What Kathy just said probably is the best. Ask if you're talking about someone who is blind or whatever. Ask what they prefer and then just go with that. I guess. But again, I don't want to kill language either though. Mm. And I don't. We, I think it was John Cleese had a thing. He doesn't want to. You don't want to kill creativity. 
creativity with language. I mean, if you're writing some brilliant prose, amazing poem, I don't want to be constantly referring back to, is this word correct? Is that word correct? I mm. do We're going to take some more calls. Our number again, 212-209-2877. WBAI, you're on the air. Hello. Mr. Lopez, how are you? I'm okay, and you? I'm pretty good. Hello, esteemed ladies and gentlemen in the background. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hi. Or in the foreground. We don't really know. (laughs) Yes, I tuned into the show at around 106, and um, they were talking about the term um, niggardly. I'm not sure if before um, they they touched on this, but um, that since I was a kid, man, um, at, I'm sure everyone knows that that part of Africa, mm-hmm. Niger. Mm-hmm. When I was like, when I was like, even as, as I, I swear to God, even as an adolescent, I thought that I know that's not, you know, how they identify that part of Africa. And then mm-hmm. I learned later on it was it was pronounced Niger, mm-hmm. but I, in light of what's what's going on now with all the you know, you know, reclaiming of I guess someone's dignity, they should change mm-hmm. the name. They should change that name. It shouldn't be Nigeria anymore. They should they should call it a different whole different name, mm-hmm. whole different name. Well, I think that's <laughs> anyway. that's more up to the people of Niger, uh, Nigeria. Yeah, that's up I mean, to the people who live there, isn't it? Yeah, I think that would really it's their. It's their I'm you, we're we're losing Ross. you a bit, Ross. But yeah, Ross, you're very. You're in and out. Okay, let me. That's a little bit. I yeah, a little bit. I I agree with you. I think though that you are seeing more countries especially those that have names that are clearly colonial. I mean, you know, it's, it's rather obvious, you know, and I think you are seeing a little more of the changing back. I mean, now Turkey is changing their spelling to T-U-R-K, what is it? I-Y-E, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, and I think that's an important, I, 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 I think this reclaiming of your own background is is hugely important but by the same token yeah i think that you know obviously those who live there are the ones who get the say in it well there are but terms, i think it's important along these lines there are terms like hispanic and latino latina latin x um uh, does hispanic refer to anyone who speaks spanish and why do some people object to it mm-hmm. speaking of which um, this is a slight sorry use of the latin x or latin x yeah. or how you're supposed to Interestingly enough, I had read somewhere, and I'm, I want to find it, but I, you know, right now I can't. But um, most people who are Latino or Hispanic, depending upon what you're saying, didn't like the term. That was more used. They found by like well-meaning white people who were trying to so see, you know, we're trying to be inclusive, and apparently it was mainly rejected. I mean, I'm not saying that some didn't use it, but it wasn't a big usage. It was much more a white thing. I think it had about a three percent approval rate. Something like that. Yeah, it was. It was pretty amazing. But Latino, oh, yeah, I think part of the problem was Latino referred to a man, and Latina preferred to a woman, and we don't do that with other uh, groups. Although that's the language in yeah. Spanish, you do have the yeah. the, the differentiation. Yeah, but, but we don't di- differentiate uh, uh, French speakers, male or female, or English speakers. In French, and... you do, though. In English, we don't, but in France, they do. In, uh, 
Francais and Francais. Uh-huh. And then in, um, in, in Spanish. Going back to one thing quickly, though, which is really interesting with the listener's question, the one thing he does raise is an interesting problem. Niger or Nigeria or Niger um, does come from uh, black, from the Greeks. The Greeks apparently, you know, it's a Greek root word. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in Nigeria is named after the river. And, you know, you could argue that uh, maybe they one day will rename the country. I doubt it, but they might, they might decide to do so based upon their own, one of their own languages. One advantage that Nigeria has is as a name is it sort of cross cuts all of the different various different group languages because it has many languages. Call, are you still there? Oh, he's gone. Okay. I was wondering what he thought about all of that. Yeah, I was curious. <laughs> we got to go. But yeah. look, it was an interesting comment, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, now I, I'm I, looking I it up. Really I'm finding it. all different yeah. things about when the name of the Niger first yeah. appeared. Yeah, no, I never really thought about it, which again is so interesting about language. It just raises things that never even would dream of thinking. Yeah. But I, mean, I do think we all agree that it's up to the people there to decide what they want to make Let's take another call, okay? BAI, yes. you're on the air. Hello, this is Jim from Brooklyn. Hi, Jim. Hi. Before I get to my two quick points regarding your last statement, um, if you, uh, I, I encounter people from Spain very often. They are uh, indistinguishable from uh, from Germans or other Europeans, and they will not usually be referred to as Hispanic or, or Latinos because most of the people that we refer to as Spanish or Latinos actually are predominantly a mix of indigenous and sometimes Af- African and this is this is actually the term used for those people, Latino, and because mm-hmm. because if you see people from Spain, they do not refer to themselves as Latino or Hispanic, and, and neither do the Americans who they encounter. Now to get on to my other my, my two points, one well, is wait wait, wait 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 isn't Latino or any of those really usually referred to people from Latin America? As a, yes. mm-hmm. You wouldn't yeah, be not. using Latino to refer to somebody from Spain. That's a Spaniard. Okay, yeah, Although yeah, technically, okay. technically you could use Hispanic, even yeah. though you wouldn't. You'd say Spanish. Because Hispanic technically, as you had said, Leonard, is refers to people who are either Spanish-speaking or come from a Spanish-speaking country. Yeah. So ostensibly you could say they're from although, Spain, but I've never heard it. And I live in actually, Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Caller? Yes. Can I say, Sorry. No, the reason I call. Yes. Um, the overuse of the word at the end of the day, which could be said as ultimately, I never, nobody ever, ever says ultimately. I rarely hear it. Everybody relies on the end of the day. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I'm hearing it in my head. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And one, one other thing. Um, have you familiar with Bernays who wrote this book called uh, 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 Rules for Radicals? And, mm-hmm. and, and they have said something which is very true, that he who controls the language controls the, uh, you know, the, the entire narrative of what's going on. And one of the things we, regarding that, which I have uh, played back to people who use this, is the term, is the term pro-choice, a woman's right to choose. Now, this is very vague. And I, I will say back to them, how, how, because people on my side, you know, we think that after at least 40 days after conception is considered some form of, of killing or murder. But I say to them, mm. what is your opinion 
of a an abortion clinic bomber's right to choose. Uh, because because the, it's, I, I'm trying to uncover, not that I believe in that, but I'm trying to uncover the, 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 the way they're twisting the language around. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and, and one one more thing. Uh, often I, I often point out to people that the, uh, the American coinage system has ultimately, for many years, been uh, very, very pro-LGBT uh, because I invite them. I invite anybody to take a dime out of your pocket and look at the back of it, and you'll see that the coinage is, is pro-LGBT. Take a dime out of your pocket and look at what's on the back of it. Okay, so thank you very much. Okay. okay. You want on, to I need a dime. I need a dime. <laughs> yeah, what's on the back of an American dime? I have to look at that, too. Maybe, uh, maybe another line. caller will tell us because none of us <laughs> are, are sitting here with any coins in our pockets. These days, it's hard to find uh, people with coins in their pockets. It's true. It's true. Uh, except when you're on the subway and uh, somebody's asking for a little loose change. But that's a whole other matter. Um, my guests are are uh, Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we're taking your calls at 212-209-2877, talking about the, the language. And let's take another call here. BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Yes. Um, this may sound a little trivial and priggish. Um, and I love that I word, prig. <laughs> I've always had a little problem with the word incredible mm. and, how it, <laughs> and how it's, you know, uh, most of the time I, I think it's not used correctly, considering its initial meaning is not credible, when something is not credible. But it's used as, um, oh, forget the term here, but it's, it's used to uh, mean that something is great and fantastic. And, it's, oh my you're, God. you're so right, because you're right. But, Not it, but is that like the, beyond is, belief. It's like, oh, the, my God. Yeah. Is that similar to the way the French use it, en criable? En criable, yes. But it's also interesting, too, because that's what happens in language a lot of times. The meanings gradually change. Because we have awesome which means full of awe. People do not use it as if they're full of awe. We have mm-hmm, awful. Yeah. Again, full of awe, and now it means something bad. Nothing. And language yeah, basically, my wife, a lot of times... My wife keeps telling me it's a living language, or the language evolves. But I mean, yes. I'm like, I mean, are we going to start calling black is white and up is down? I mean, <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Wait Stick a while. a few thousand years, and trust me. <laughs> Actually, when you're speaking, one of my real pet I admit it's changing it's literally. People go like, you know, I'm literally on fire. Yeah. And literally on fire means you're burning, you know, gasoline or something. Although you don't know, Ross. <laughs> it's yeah, it's all that, contextual. That literally <laughs> really annoys me. <laughs> it literally so annoys me. <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an awesome hater. I, I detest awesome. I, I, I can't. Awesome. I, I really hate awesome. And I'm with you, Kohler, with the, the incredible. Ross and I talked about it. Like we, we were starting to get crazy with hyperbole in general. I hyperbole, get all I mean, sorts of emails, I mean, and everybody's obsessed with everything. I'm obsessed yeah. with this tomato recipe. I'm obsessed. These are the headlines. And I, I'm just like, if you're that obsessed with this pair of shoes, you've got an issue. You know what I mean? I, it's like, stop it. I, I really drives me crazy. I'm so. curious about that word hyperbole because it's – Spelled hyperbole, and I yes. can't imagine wh- what it comes from. 
It comes from the Greek, of oh. course. <laughs> of course. And it comes Who like to make things really irritating. <laughs> <laughs> the, e, the E in Greek is pronounced. So that's why it, it comes up. Although the head of, I think it was a New Zealand Prime Minister, was it or an Australian Prime Minister? New Zealand I think it was said, Australian. I don't remember that. It said hyperbole. Everyone was rich to I can't really blame him. We're losing you again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, correct. When I okay, hear you correctly, I go, ah, that, that's, I feel so good. But most of <laughs> <I'm scared>. Isn't <laughs> it incredible? <laughs> Thank you for your extraordinary call. And I think we could sneak another one in here. BAI, you're on the air. Hi. I've got a list of uh, clarifications I'd like to go through real quick. Okay. <laughs> oh, yay. We only have okay. a couple of minutes, so hurry up. Right. Real quick. Squaw is a, was from an Indian word that referred to women's private parts, so we're going to retire Ooh. that. Um, <laughs> oh, my. Okay. <laughs> Although now I want to start using it in a different way. <laughs> let me continue. The, let me continue so I get them all in. Um, mm-hmm. The word chief is objectionable because of the way that all adult male uh, uh, native people were referred to as a chief. Every time a native person would walk into a bar, it was a chief. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it had nothing to do with their standing in their tribe. And it mm-hmm. became a slur for that reason, the same way as you don't refer to adult African Americans as boy. Okay, mm-hmm. next one. Handicap was from the 19th century when women had to take their children out on Fifth Avenue or wherever, cap in hand to beg because there were mm-hmm. no provisions for disabled people. So handicapped has a terrible history. Um, let's see. Uh, continue. Um Indigenous people in general who are working on the worldwide indigenous struggle have fixed upon either referring to indigenous people or in shorthand native people with a capital N and a capital P mm-hmm. uh, and peoples, plural, to refer to all the individual indigenous nations. Um, mm-hmm. Suffrage, somebody before talked about their mother being a suffragette. She was a suffragist. Mm. We need to retire that E-T-T-E. Oh, which wow. I didn't, I didn't hear that. You're right. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's fascinating because it didn't occur yeah. to me either. Of course. Yeah. Um, and um, one thing. That, one more because um, I'm run out of time. All right. Um, I have a big problem about uh, news reporters who uh, continually refer to the Israel-Palestinian ca- conflict. They refer, refuse to talk about Palestine as a, a possible or true nation. Uh, mm-hmm. they, well, they don't talk about th- That's getting us into another, a whole other area. That's but another radio show, and I'm going to have to leave it there. Uh, <laughs> My great thanks to my guests, Kathy and Ross Petrus, their most recent book. Well, there's going to be a new book, right? But Awkward yes. awkward Moments, A Lively Guide to the 100 Terms Smart People Should Know, published by 10 Speed Press. Is the new book from 10 Speed Press? No, no it's from Chronicle. Chronicle Books. Oh, great. And what is it called again? A History, uh, of, history the of the World Through Body Parts. Okay, <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking to you about that. Meanwhile, people can also hear you on your podcast, you're saying it wrong? Yes. Thank you so much. It's always so much fun having <laughs> was... you on this show. Okay, oh, we always you. love being here. 
Although I'm mad that you got the best pun. <laughs> I got to work on this. <laughs> but that does bring us to the end of this show. Special thanks to segment producer Barbara Kahn for preparing today's interview and to Reggie Johnson, our audio engineer, and Kaziah Glow, our executive producer, for all of the important work that they do throughout the week. If you'd like to check out any of our other 700 shows, go to WBAI.org or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else that podcasts are available. And you can look for us on Twitter. And if you'd like to reach me directly, my email address is leonardlopate at wbai.org. I'll uh, tell you about some very important programming developments at the end of our show. So uh, please stay with us for that. But right now I need to ask you to step up and support WBAI as we struggle to stay afloat during these difficult times. We're asking all of our listeners who haven't taken the step already to make a tax-deductible contribution at whatever level they're comfortable with by going online to give to WBAI.org or by calling 212-209-2950 to keep the unique in-depth content that we bring you on the show coming to you weekdays from 1 to 2 p.m. That's Give and the number 2WBAI.org or 212-209-2950. And you might also consider becoming a sustaining member for $10, more or more a month, what we call a BAI buddy. And we'll send a WBAI tote bag to everyone who signs up to become a BAI buddy for $10 a month or more. But either way, I hope you'll call right now because BAI relies totally on listener donations. We don't take ads or foundation grants, which allows us to be completely free speech radio. Uh, again, make that tax-deductible contribution, 212-209-2950, or go online to give to WBAI.org. Now, we are off tomorrow and all of next week because next week because of the FM tower maintenance that will affect many of New York's stations. But I hope you can join us again on Monday the 29th, a while from now, when Luke Savage will discuss his very funny new book about contemporary politics called The Dead Center. And we'll see you then.